Welcome to the Banter I Hardly Know Our Podcast. Today is a big day. We're handling not just one movie, not just two movies, but in fact, cases of movies that some would call trilogies. Trilogies are famous. In fact, quote Adele, the famous singer, I only believe in trilogies. We're going to go over them with our good buddy and guest and Patreon donor, Noah. If you paid attention, the Banter Movie Club just started, and we're going to go over Perks of Being a Wallflower. See you on the other side of the intro. Perry, have you listened to anything interesting recently? That is an interesting question, Wes. Indeed. I'm full of them. Well, uh, I listen to a ton of different podcasts, but there is one I've been listening to lately that I've really enjoyed called Now You've Seen It. Uh, it's a it's brand new, and basically it advertises itself to be the Essential Geek podcast. Each episode is about a movie that if you haven't seen, uh, most geeks will be like, how have you not seen this movie? The first episode was uh, Alien, and I, I ironically have not seen Alien, so I, I listened to that episode and really enjoyed it. Um, each episode always has like a, one host, two panelists that have seen the movie, and a guest that had never seen the movie until the week prior to the podcast being recorded. Basically, they talk about the movie, talk about the experience watching it for the first time. A very their original impressions. idea. I think it's really interesting, and uh, Good for them. they've had some other episodes come out recently as well, like a Space Odyssey. So yeah, I think it's a, a little different take on a movie podcast, because there's so many movie review podcasts oh out gosh. there, and I think We're now, trying to be original. now you've seen it is a little different. So I definitely suggest uh, any of you guys out there that are interested in a movie podcast to, ch- to check that one out for sure. Or just an original idea. That's good. Yeah. Good like for them. It. They're smarter than us. What else have you watched? Weathering with You. We went and saw that Wednesday. Yeah, it hurt. Sometimes. It did. It, it hurt was, me right in the heart. It was an emotional movie. I loved it. I had a good time with it. Yeah, it was definitely a bit of a teen drama. A little bit. I am for 100%. <laughs> well, so it, it had a weird kind of ending. Like, it is not a happy ending. But it's not a sad ending. No, it's, it's more like a, this is the world that we chose to and, live in. And we're going to try to make the most of it. Right. Um, really interesting. Really good movie. Uh, only the second anime I've ever seen in theaters. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was real good. It was real good. And I will be watching Your Name hopefully very soon. But I also watched Doolittle the next day. Yes, you were not as kind about that one. Yeah, oh my gosh, Doolittle was horrible. What was the demographic of viewers that were in there? <laughs> All right, well, uh, it was me, um, good, good friend Corey Miller, and four old women. That's it? That's it. That was the theater. This was opening night, Thursday. No. Yeah. What else have you watched? Did we watch something else? Did I watch something else? No. Well, we watched, uh, we watched The Prince of Egypt. Oh my gosh! I my (laughs) my favorite part of that movie. I had planned this, Perry. Planned this from the second it turned on in my head. At the end, when our boy Moses plants his staff and the Red Sea parts, I said, "You shall not pass, except you shall pass." And I was so unbelievably proud of that statement. Yes, you laughed a lot, and nobody else in the room did. There was about fifteen people in there. Yep, it was. (laughs) There's yeah. I was proud, and I want the audience to be proud. Somewhere there will be one person that giggles. Yeah. Well, that's a that's from a trilogy. Is it really? Oh, I th- you I shall thought, not pass. I thought you meant Prince of Egypt. You oh. shall not pass is from a trilogy, and we just so happen to be talking about trilogies today. So uh, we're gonna take a quick break and get our special guest Noah on the line. 
And when we come back, we'll be talking about our top five trilogies of all time. See you in just a second. And we're here with Noah, our guest for today, to break down some of the top trilogies of all time. Now, what exactly defines a trilogy? With it's a it's a kind of debatable question. Uh, is, is it? I think the the trilogy a trilogy doesn't need to end at the third movie to still like be considered a trilogy. For example, a movie series can have four movies, but the first three are clearly the trilogy, then then we may include that trilogy. Well, I, if there's like a certain amount of time that has passed, I think it's acceptable. Like in terms of, say, Jurassic Park, the fact that they rebooted the series, the extra movies don't count. Like the first three are still a trilogy. I think I don't think it does has to necessarily be plot, but if you can segment three of them, and I think they have to be consecutive three, you can't say one, uh, two, and agreed. four. Yes, absolutely. Uh, if you can say like somehow segment them into being three of their own in some sort of way, then I can see it as a trilogy. Cool. All right. So Wes, how are we going to decide who's going to reveal their number five first? Well, whose birthday is first? But what do you mean by first? Most closest to now? Yes, closest to now. Well, it Noah, is... when's your birthday? <laughs> My birthday is February 18th, so exactly right. one month from now. So the order will be Noah, me, Perry. I like how you assumed my birthday. I know when your birthday is. <sighs> Dang it. All right. Sounds good. We'll go with that. All right, Noah, you right. are going to get the first opportunity to list a trilogy and defend yourself a little bit. So what is your number five favorite trilogy of all time? Number five favorite trilogy has to go to Jurassic Park. Mm. Uh, those movies are just classics to me. I actually didn't watch them when they came out or around the time they came out. I attempted to watch the first one with my parents when I was six, and that scarred me for life. I was terrified, couldn't sleep for weeks. Uh, nightmares uh, on end from the first Jurassic Park. But eventually I got back into watching them sometime in, I think, high school, early high school, and immediately fell in love with them, especially the first two. Uh, the third one was all right. Nothing spectacular, but the first two are definitely my favorite. And I feel like that's kind of a against the grain there. I think a lot of people don't like the second one at all, and typically like the first and the third because of the characters being consistent between them. But I, I really like the second one a lot. The third one was cool, but not as believable to me, uh, with the kid just surviving on his own in the forest for weeks on end. But... Overall, I think they were really great movies. They still stand the test of time with their special effects. Like CGI is great, but if you can't make it work, practical effects are going to be the way to go nine times out of ten. And Steven Spielberg did a fantastic job, especially in the first movie. Just great action, great suspense, great setting, just all around a classic movie. Very quotable, too. Mm, true. Um, and then... While, while, while the first one does carry the series uh, or the trilogy, so to speak, um, the other ones definitely have a lot left in it to, to watch. I wouldn't just say watch the first one and skip out the other two. Like you definitely should watch all three movies, which is why it's number five in my top five trilogies. 
Okay. Yeah. Very good. That's fair enough. I mean, that is absolutely one of the iconic trilogies, I would say. But like you said, the uh, the first one carries for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I've seen the first one probably three times, maybe. Probably same. At least two of those on TV and one of them maybe as a movie night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second and the third, maybe one each, I think. Yeah. And they're just not they're not that great. But, you know, Jeff Goldblum. Solid. But also like like dinosaurs, like I, who doesn't love yes, dinosaurs? Yes. Right. You the, know? Fir- the first time I watched the f- the very first Jurassic Park. I probably was scared to death that night. And I think nightmares. I was too. Yeah. So Noah, you were not alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a terrifying movie, especially for a six year old. I don't know why my parents thought that was okay. I got to the, <laughs> I got to the point where they were uh, in the, in the Jeeps uh, going through and the, it's raining and the Tyrannosaurus Rex comes in and you see the goat uh-huh. leg. And I remember I see the goat leg. And that was the point where my mom saw my face and was like, okay, we're stopping watching this. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Years later, I was like, why did you ever think it was okay for me to watch this when I was six? Like, you knew this was going to give me nightmares. <sighs> oh, yeah. That's okay. When I was like eight, my parents took me to the movie uh, Eight Below. Horrible. There's, there's like eight dogs that get stranded in the Arctic and then four of them die and you watch them die. I was bawling yeah, was, my eyes out in the theater. So That was a sad movie. I forgot I, about that. I Those are some as, repressed memories there that you just brought every back. Parent, every parent probably shows their kid a movie that was not good. <laughs> At least at the time. Although I would still cry in that movie. Oh, yeah. My mom's my mom's had me watch some, some movies that were not good, but for totally different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the Jurassic World kind of spinoff trilogy that they're working on? So the first one was all right. I like Chris Pratt and I thought it was cool to see a reboot and I thought it was overall a decent movie. Like it was fun to watch good time, but I'm probably not going to watch it again. Mm. And is it really necessary to make another trilogy out of it? I feel like just a (laughs) single reboot would have been fine, but Hollywood likes to print money. Mm. So they just revive old IPs and Mm -hmm. uh, just milk them for money. So that's kind of what's happening with the new one. But Mm -hmm. It's all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you there. I liked the first one. Uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard had some solid chemistry, but then it went to the second movie and it just lost me. That's, that's too bad. Yeah, it wasn't good. It, wasn't it good. happens, though. All right. Jurassic Park was his number five. That may come up again. I'm not I mean, I'm not going to say it's from me or from Wes, but it might come up again. It could. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprising. It would not be surprising. I don't actually know what any of the lists are, but it might come back. Yeah, I'm actually really intrigued to, to, to find out what you guys have on the rest of yours. Uh, Wes, who's next? You? It is me. It is you. And I'm making um, an audible on the first one. Are you proud? Sure. I had five written down, and I'm changing the fifth one. Okay. The fifth one's getting the boot. So, number five, I have DreamWorks' greatest creation, How to Train Your Dragon. You didn't have that on there? What? I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> okay. All right. How to Train Your Dragon number five. I like it. Oh, it's such a good I'm sure series. You can tell me what you booted later. I will. It'll be my only honorable mention. Okay. I only had six movies in my head. Six, six trilogies. Six trilogies, yes. So, How to Train Your Dragon. First off, soundtrack? Yes, please. John Powell. So good. So good. Second, um, initial storyline, having the pet of your dreams that loves you back. That's also a dog. That's, that's also a dog. But he's a dragon. And he spits fire that's blue. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you ever laughed at this, but I always just cracked up at the fact that the guy's name is Hiccup. Yes. I think that's the dumbest thing, but <laughs> so funny. And then, oh, Perry, you're going to have to tell me who 
who's the dad? He's famous. Stoic? Yeah. Gerard Butler? Gerard Butler, that's right. Probably my favorite Gerard Butler. Don't but- be so stoic, stoic. stoic? <laughs> Definitely my favorite Gerard Butler Dragon film. Too. But, oh my gosh. I mean, I love animals, so I love seeing this man train this animal. I don't know. I'm probably going to catch a lot of flack for this, but I've only actually seen the first How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, Noah. It's worth your time. It's so good. I saw it once shortly after it came out on DVD, and I really liked it. I just actually haven't had the time to really watch the other ones. Or I've had the time. (laughs) I've just been busy with other things that have taken my interest, so I actually haven't caught up on that. But that's definitely something that's on my list. Oh, yeah. It's worth it. Perry and I I had a countdown to How to Train Your Dragon 3. For sure. Yeah, we were highly anticipating. And we talked multiple times about what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? And then I think... There, there are very few movies that end a series that you are super content with. Oh yeah, that in terms of trilogy wrap ups, man, do they do it well. Yeah, and one thing that I tried to acknowledge, and whenever I was picking my trilogies, is that there are some trilogies where the movies don't fit that great together, right? Yeah. But this one somehow sticks to That's almost the same storyline. What? So loved it, love it, love it, love it. Would watch it for days. Great. All right, Perry. My number five. Your turn. Time. Wait, so far, you know, forget. Let me Noah and I have both picked mo- trilogies about reptiles. This is that don't exist. That, that don't exist. Huh. I'm also going to pick a trilogy about well, reptiles. I'm pretty sure dinosaurs exist. did exist, Wes. Right. But, but like, but like not now, you know? Right. I mean, like but dragons I mean, did kind of like, like the whole point of Jurassic Park was like dragons exist didn't now. exist, but I can't say they're extinct because that would be not true. <laughs> <laughs> Unless no, I'm just kidding. We're not going to go there. So Komodo I might. Dragons? I may have oh. to defend myself a little bit on this next oh one. Oh my gosh, Perry! Um, I'm already mad at you. As it being a trilogy, I'm picking Mission Impossible. Oh, four, okay. five, and six. Because the way I see it, there's two trilogies. Kind of a weird fun fact that I found out about Mission Impossible while while kind of looking up to see if I could justify it as being a trilogy. I found out that the the it's based on a TV show that was called Mission Impossible from 1966 to 68 and then 68 to 73. But from 66 to 68, it was produced by Desi Lu Productions, which is kind of really, yeah, which is uh, Lucille Ball and, and Desi, their production studio. But then it turned into a 1988 TV series, Paramount, and had two seasons starring a guy named Peter Graves as Jim Phelps, which I'm bringing that up because the very, very first Mission Impossible movie actually had that same character played by John Voight. So like there was a TV series with, so they, the, with they, the star. So they tied it together. And then they then it goes into the movie and that same guy who is the star lead of the TV series is still the star played by a different actor of the movie. Mm-hmm. But if you are familiar with the first Mission Impossible, that guy is a traitor and he turns bad <laughs> on Ethan Hunt at the end. So Oof. from what I hear, people revolted. Oh, People really? liked the TV series. When did that first one come out? Uh, 1996. 1996. So like eight years after that show was. Right. Right. So people that liked that, that, that TV series, they were like, oh my gosh, you just took the main character of this TV series and made that. him a bad guy. But anyway, uh, so that's not what I'm talking about, though. I'm talking about four, five and six. And I want to say that I think these are definitely two separate trilogies because the first three are bad. And. They're just very poorly written and they, they really turn, they change a lot of things going into four, five, six in terms of directorial, uh, from a directorial standpoint, a writing standpoint. Um, the, th- the only things they keep are really Ethan Hunt being played by Tom Cruise and his middle tooth and his middle tooth and, uh, Ving Rames is also in all of mm. them, but like nothing else pretty much carries over from three into four, 
in terms of characters. The first three Mission Impossible movies were all not very good. Uh, 63%, 57%, and 70% Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, That's even a little generous. I've seen them all. They're not very good. The fourth, fifth, and sixth are 93%, 93%, and then 97% for Fallout. I actually think that Rogue Nation is the best out of all six, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a huge fan of this trilogy. I think what really kills it is uh, Tom Cruise doing the stunts himself. Nobody else does that. Right. And he's also old, so that's even more impressive. Uh, <laughs> he's also tiny. Brad Bird directs Ghost Protocol. That's the fourth one. Mm-hmm. We're familiar with Brad Bird here. He directed Incredibles 1, 2, The Iron Giant. He's, oh, done, you know, Iron Giant. he's done some really good animated films. So he went from uh, kid-friendly to JV James Bond. Absolutely. Even though I'd say this... M- this trilogy has been more popular than the recent James Bond movies, but like James Bond, <laughs> I don't know. James Bond's pretty great. I actually haven't yeah. seen the latest uh, mission impossible movies. I watched the first two didn't really like them. So I haven't watched any after that, but okay. As well, Perry stated, they like were I bad. said, first three are <laughs> yeah. bad. Four, five, and six are all phenomenal. Do I need I'd to watch the first three? Four is solid, but then five and six are both phenomenal. First three, you don't even need to watch. Are you sure? Yep. Okay. Unless you just, unless you want to just learn a little more about Tom Cruise's past, then you can you can jump right into. But don't I want to learn about Ethan Hunt's past, not Tom Cruise? Yeah, Ethan Hunt's past. You can learn a little bit about it. It really doesn't matter that much. And I think uh, they they carry over a villain that kind of starts in the fourth one a little bit and goes all the way into the sixth one. But uh, yeah, one other thing I wanted to mention is there's two. Uh, so Christopher McQuarrie is the guy who directed the last two movies, uh, Rogue Nation and Fallout, and he has signed on to do two more. So this may not be a trilogy if we were to do this again later you know after the another two come out um because it might be like five movies but at this moment i'm i'm ready to argue that that this is a trilogy four five and six and it is one of my favorite well my fifth favorite trilogy of all time i guess we'll give it to you i'll take it (laughs) yeah it's whatever cool are you content with that cool beans i like it yeah yeah i mean that's what as long as I think the movies aren't like already in production, they're just kind of, yeah, these are tentatively planned. I think that's fine for considering it a trilogy. What how long they're going to do them for? What's that? How, how, old, are we, how old are we going to let Tom Cruise get? <laughs> Until he can't he do doesn't these age. stunts he's anymore. He, do, he, doesn't, he doesn't really age. They're doing an Edge of Tomorrow 2, which I'm stoked about, I think. I mean, I like Edge of Tomorrow 1. I don't know if they needed Edge of Tomorrow 2, but I'll still watch it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. We're back around to Noah for his fourth. All right. So my number four is the first three Fast and Furious movies. Oh, okay. Uh, I know that there's currently nine of them and Mm. soon to be 10 or 11, but the first three were very different from what the current movies are. They were actually about cars and street racing. And I'm a huge car fanatic. Uh, I love everything to do with cars and uh, racing and things of that nature. So these first three movies really resonated with me, especially since they're really what inspired the uh, Need for Speed video mm. games, like oh, Midnight yep. Club video games. All the video games I played growing up as a child were inspired by these movies, and I thought they were fantastic. I love every single one of the first three, um, especially the third. The third is my favorite in the trilogy. Uh, slightly different characters, but same like continuing like continuous uh cinematic universe i should say but it's really great a lot of action even if it's not the most realistic 
Uh, there's certainly some things now that I've learned a lot more about cars and I wash it and it's just like, it makes you laugh because it's, that's not how things work, but still really great movies. Uh, now they're just pretty dumb, mm-hmm. generic heist movies, <laughs> over the top action, something else just for an excuse to put uh, the rock in. I like the rock, but they really the just rock. use the new fast and furious movies as an excuse to throw them in there to make a bunch of money. But True. first three, Really good. If you haven't seen them, highly recommend it. You don't even have to like cars to like them. It's just a really good classic movie. Uh, great. Uh, Vin Diesel's great. One of his best, I think, movies. I don't really like a lot of his other movies, but I think he's really great in the Fast and Furious series. So one of my one of my top fives. That's why I put it at number four. Little biased because of how much I like cars, but <laughs> it's up there. Hey, we all got to have a passion pick for sure. Exactly. We love that. I kind of feel like like I, I don't know i've seen maybe three of the total of fast and furious movies and i feel like they're just gonna keep making them until the public says like i'm not paying anymore and the last one still made a billion right i'm pretty sure is it really yeah so it's they're ridiculous. gonna keep making them oh and public if you actually like fans of this franchise i think want it to be done i from from what i gather for the most part wow. want them to wrap it up but yeah they're not going to do it unless we decide we're going to. I kind of thought after Paul Walker passed that they would. Nope, they should it. have because because people still paid money. Oh dear, I think. And then they went with a spinoff. Oh yeah, where Dwayne Johnson got to be Samoan. <laughs> I I'm I'm just tired of every other year rolling my eyes at the TV when I see a preview for the last few movies. It's just Another over the year. top. Yeah. yeah, but like you said, they're still making money. So, so I guess someone likes it. Someone likes it. Yeah. Yeah. But those first three, I think I haven't seen any of the first three, actually. So give them a watch. Seen the recent ones. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll check them out. Just the problem is if I see the first three, then I have to see like all them again. Probably. I feel Not like really. it could it could no? be like a could be like a boys night kind of thing. You know, like let's get together, do manly things and watch a movie where a bunch of stuff blows up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Or or like a like a avalanche sharks or something. Remember that? <laughs> did you watch that? Yes, I did. Avalanche sharks. Incredible guys. movie. Imagine a shark. Imagine shark. Ghost shark infested uh, ski slopes. Yep. Then they come out of the snow and they and they get you. Yeah, it's horrible. Imagine like, like thing imagine like imagine uh, like shark NATO, but worse and in the tundra. Yeah. But <laughs> the, the only thing is they. I think the actors did not did not realize that this was a, like such a bad movie that it was funny, you know. But the director definitely did. Yeah. So that's important. Maybe it's he even just... better when the actors know that they're trolling. Right. But but they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. But the director did. So that's at least half yeah. the battle. So slight plug. All right. Is it my turn? Yes. All right, boys. This one. This is my passion pick. This is the one that I expect to get flack from, but I am very excited to put it in here. Are you ready? I'm scared. My number four trilogy is the high school musical series. I'm not, as, I'm not actually mad. I'm okay with that. I'm, so, I'm a little mad. <laughs> some fun facts. The original script and idea was put together in 1999, and this movie came out in 2005 or six. It was originally going to be Grease 3. Fun fact. Basically, the entire same plot of High School Musical just named Grease 3. So I don't really understand how that works out. But the kids were going to be like... Uh, Danny and Sally's children. Interesting. So like Mamma Mia too. Yeah, but in high school and in America. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So that was that. Not that I've seen Mamma Mia too. Mamma um, Mia too. Don't worry. Also, 
the since this was like made in 1999, the two lead people that they wanted to pick for Troy and Gabriella were Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. JT would have rocked it. JT would have rocked it. Britney Spears would have been bad. Yeah, but JT would have made it fine. It would have been great. But instead, we had the launching point for Zac Efron, which I'm cool with. Um, High School Musical 2, highest rated Disney Channel original movie premiere ever. Interesting. So, but but in terms of overall ratings, was it as good as the, the first? I think it's better. I don't know how other people banter back, back and forth, but I yeah. think it's better. You've seen 100%. them? I've seen the first two. I haven't seen the third good, one. Good, good. Yes. But the same way. Guilty pleasure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I like the first oh, two. Yes. I still, listen, me. I still listen to the soundtrack. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, and then, of course, there's the third one. It's okay. It was the only one that was released in theaters, um, and that's because they were able to ride the hype from the first two to get it in theaters. But it was a while after. It was at least three years, I think. Well, like after the first one was re- released. Yeah, it was a while. Um, it's not as good. The music isn't as good. The plot is... Don't they try to get a little sappy? A little, little more serious oh, it's, with themselves? It's, it's pretty sappy. Yeah. I will say, I, I will not lie to you. The first time I watched it, I cried, but I was also a week out from graduating high school, so... It was hitting me in the feels because it was getting very real. Uh, um, I don't listen to the soundtrack of the third one. Just saying. Okay. All right. But the yeah. first two. Oh, yeah. So good. And I love High School Musical. I will not back down. It is phenomenal. Yes, I watched High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yes, it was phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, while there are definitely, definitely better trilogies out there. Oh, for sure. I'm okay with you because I I know how much you like High School Music. I'm okay with you putting this right number oh, four. But right. I am icon. well I am well aware there are better movies. But but I love it. How bad is number three? Because the question is you, with a trilogy that you pick. It, right. What I've been finding as I was trying to pick what I wanted, if there was one really really weak link, then mm-hmm. it was hard to include it. No, I feel that absolutely. Um, and when I do my honorable mention, it's kind of the same way. Uh, but yes, the third one was weak. But it's not bad. Okay. If I was like giving them scores out of 10, I would probably go seven for the first one, eight for the second one, and then like a like a, like a 6.3 for the third one. Interesting. Yeah. All right. If someone ever asked me which one of these three you're going to watch, I'm going to say two and then one. And then if they say we have to watch three, I'll be like, eh, okay. Nice. And I still know the dance to we're all in this together. <laughs> I know all the words to all the songs yeah. uh, in the first two movies, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend like I'm I'm uh, unaffected by. Oh, it's f- the it, hype! It's fabulous! It's so pretty. Good. I know all They're the fun. words. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, Corbin Blue originally auditioned for the part of Ryan. Really? Yeah, and then Lucas Lucas Grabeel came in. And I guess he like saw the audition and he went back to them. He's like, just kidding. No, I'll be Chad. (laughs) (laughs) He's good. He's good for Chad. Yeah. And Sharpay originally auditioned for Gabriella. Didn't get it. Yeah. She was better as Candace. She's better as Maddie. For sure. What? Wait. Sweet Life, Zack and Cody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. right. Also, um, little plug in Sweet Life, Zack and Cody in like the first two seasons before they're in High School Musical, Vanessa Hudgens. And then I don't remember the girl that plays Taylor's name. It's Monique something. Yeah. They are uh, Ashley Tisdale's classmates. Whoa. All right. Yeah. That's neat little fun fact. It is a fun nugget fact. of information. And I didn't even look that one up. I just knew that one. Wow. Yes. You're so smart. I, I could be the one making the fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, cool. Yeah. 
High School Musical number four. Moving on to my number four. Yo, ho, yo, ho, oh, a pirate's life for me. I was giving pirates some some crap last week. But when it comes down to it, I love the first three Pirates of the Caribbean movies like so much. Now, and I'm going to I know there's five, but the the first three are are definitely a trilogy. Like definitely. 100%. Because Keira Knightley's in all three and then she's Keira Knightley, Orlando Bloom. The the first one was made as a standalone with the opportunity to make more if it succeeded. And then it did. And it definitely succeeded. So they made the next two together. And two ends, uh, Dead Man's Chest ends in kind of a cliffhanger. So you have to go right to the third movie, uh, which is uh, At World's End. And they all have Davy Jones. Actually, no. Davy Jones is not in the first one, now that I think right. about it. I don't think so. He is, uh, he is mentioned, though. Mm-hmm. The second and the third are all about Davy Jones. And yeah, it's it's... All of the characters are back for for uh, for those three, and then once once the third one is over, they start losing it. They start losing characters. They lost. Yeah, they lost Orlando Bloom, and they lost Keira, Keira Knightley. Um, the which, fourth one wasn't hurt. bad, though. The fourth one was not bad. It's kind of a funnier. Like I think it's one of the funniest of the of the five. Jack Sparrow is still pretty good in the fourth one, although like even thrust into the lead role, he's not bad. Mm-hmm. The fifth one though is just so bad. They. they it was poorly it's watchable, but it's not really worth it. If you're going to watch all the pirates, just yeah. leave out five. For me, it was really disappointing. So they're all produced by uh, Jerry Bruckheim- Bruckheimer based off the Disney World and Disneyland park ride. Mm-hmm. So that came way before the original movie came out in 2003 to a success of 79% Round Tomatoes and 60 or $650 million on a $140 million budget. The director, Gore Verbinski, then planned two more uh, movies immediately after and shot them back to back. So the other two, I think, are solid. Uh, they didn't get nearly as good Rotten Tomatoes scores. Really? Um, Dead Man's Chest had 53%. At World's End, only 44%. Wow. I think At World's End is the second best of the three or of the five. Um, but of these three, I, I would still say Dead Man's Chest is probably the weakest, in my opinion. Uh, and part of that is because it doesn't wrap up. Like, that's, I mean, what are you going to do? The third one wraps things wraps things up very nicely another problem that i think happened uh with this like trilogy that turned into a a pentology a franchise is what happened (laughs) yeah uh well they lost their director verbinski did not direct the fourth or the fifth and they just got worse and hans zimmer didn't return for the fifth movie Klaus Baldelt actually was the one who who did the the music for the first movie. I don't know if you uh, you knew no, that. That's a little actually. A lot of people think it was Hans. Zimmer. I think you told me that. Yeah, a lot of people think it was Hans Zimmer that did that did all of them. Klaus Baldelt did the first one. He was mm-hmm. kind of a understudy. Study. Yeah. Of Hans Zimmer, he was too busy with some other movies. Like Gladiator came out right before that he was working on some other ones. Then he did did do the music for the second and the third, and I believe also the fourth uh, as well. But yeah, I, I'm a big fan. They've shaped my teen years. Uh, On Stranger Tides is still the movie with the highest budget of all time. So, oh really? Yeah, I might have mentioned really? that last in last week's episode. I'm not sure, but I think you did. That's whack. Yeah, it's like I didn't three hundred three like three hundred like ninety seven million dollar budget, and it did make its money back. It made like a billion, but wow, didn't yeah. it? That's crazy. Yeah, they're some yeah. of my favorite movies. I really enjoy them. Lots of memories as a kid watching them. Yeah, that's one of the main ways me and Perry became friends was those movies. Yeah, because you had seen you had seen none of them when I met you. I had seen none of them. We were freshmen. And he said, you're coming to my room and we're watching these. Yes, we did it in like a week. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I 
as the series goes, I get more and more tired of like as the trilogy goes, I got more and more tired of Kiera Knightley. Oh. She got kind of kind of loud and annoying. A little bit whiny. Yes. Yeah, exactly. A little bit whiny. Just the way she was just like, fire! Like she just always yelling. It felt like, I don't know, <laughs> obnoxiously. Jack Sparrow, though, is one of my favorite. For Jack Sparrow from the original trilogy, one of my favorite characters ever. Oh, I would agree. So funny. Yeah. So great. I, I rewatch those movies probably once a year. And let's not get over the fact that Karen Knightley was she she was eighteen, right? She was eighteen, I believe seventeen when the the first movie was shot. That's insane. Yeah, it wow. is. A, it is a little awkward to think about because she was definitely used as like the An female object. sex appeal for right. you know everybody's got your 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 female lead in those action movies, and she was that at age seventeen when it was filmed. So that's kind of weird. Yeah, I, the one mm-hmm. thing that I don't like about these movies is how it kind of ruined Johnny Depp for everything else. I, I just don't feel like he's ever been able to live up to his role as Jack Sparrow in any other film. Right. He's just I kind of agree. He's peaked yeah. and it's unfortunate because of how great he was in this film. He's, he's so good at being quirky and weird, but Jack Sparrow was written to be the quirkiest and the weirdest. Mm-hmm. Right. In the best way. Like Willy Wonka, creepy Edward Scissorhands, creepier. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mad Hatter, man, that was, that was a swing and a miss. Oh, dang it. Yeah, that made a billion dollars as well. Did it really? <laughs> yeah, that one Jeez. did. The Through the Looking Glass did not make any money. It was terrible. Uh, but it's ironic, though, because Through the Looking Glass, the book Through the Looking Glass mm-hmm. is actually just Alice in Wonderland. Oh, really? So the story of Alice in Wonderland Through the Looking Glass is used up in the first Alice in Wonderland movie. And uh-huh. then when the second movie came out, which is Through the Looking Glass, they had to make up something totally different. That's stupid. Yeah. Did you do you know where Johnny Depp is from? uh la <laughs> nope no idea <laughs> they're all from la west owensboro kentucky really yeah all right hmm. i just love the way that he's always one step ahead of everybody in his mind even though you think he's an idiot in the first three movies he is actually one step ahead of everybody right but then after that they kind of turn him in especially in the fifth movie he's the stupid drunk yeah which isn't cool it's kind of weird because when i watch parts of the Caribbean, i only like associate it with captain jack sparrow but he's not. He's the, not the lead. He's not the lead. In the first three. In the and trilogy. He is a prime example of let's turn our supporting character into the lead and then mm. it's bad. I.e. Pitch Perfect 2 with Fat, Fat Amy. That's what you thought of? Yeah. But it's a good example. But <laughs> or it's funny that that's what you thought of. Cars 2 with Mater. I was thinking of t- Cars 2. Yeah. What were you thinking of, Noah, <laughs> when you hear that turning the, the side character into a main character? Puss in Boots. I did not like that movie. Ah, uh, interesting. I, All right. I kind of like yeah. Puss in Boots, at least compared to the third and fourth Shrek movies. I love the third Shrek Fair. movie. Would you quit crapping on it? <laughs> All right, I'll crap on it later. <laughs> oh, oh, God. We back to Noah now. With yeah, the number third. three. Third. OK, so this one is uh, I've actually only seen two of these movies once, but uh, they are great movies. And that's the Alien Trilogy. Okay. Uh, the first okay. three. I I know there's technically a fourth Alien movie, but most people consider the first three a trilogy. The fourth one was not really the same, so I was I consider this just the first three. Uh, they were all three different directors. Uh, the first one was Ridley Scott. The second James Cameron, and I don't remember who the third one was, but they were just fantastic movies, classics. Uh, the first one's technically considered a horror movie. I would just call it a thriller and by today's standards, it's not really that scary, but just the, the suspense, the, the, the like feeling of terror that's about to happen. That's always there lurking. Cause it's, 
it really preys on the whole sense of the unknown and what you can't see more than what you can see. Mm. And there's just this dread of being alone in space as your friends are slowly like one by one getting picked off by some unknown creature in the dark and you're just you know fighting for your life and it just seems so helpless it's just a really really unique really like kind of breathtaking experience the the first one especially the second one went to more of a action movie but it was still really really great uh really good fun lots of action so even though there were two completely different like genre movies and they went two to different two totally different directions they were still same characters similar storylines so they're both really really great and i really probably can't pick a favorite out of the first two the third one was solid still really good but the first two definitely stand out as mm-hmm. as the best of that trilogy and definitely they're must watches especially for anybody who's into horror or thriller movies they're just really really great classics when was the first one? Was it in the 80s? 89? Uh, 70, I believe. Se- wow. Maybe. Let me let me check. 79. Yeah, it was in the 70s. Se- wow. Oh, okay. okay. So kind of in that hype train of let's go to space. Right. Love it. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. The closest thing I've ever come to watching the alien movies is going on the great movie ride in uh, Hollywood Studios, Disney World, because they have one scene of uh, from Alien. But yeah, I haven't actually seen any of those movies. I was I was a wimpy kid. <laughs> I didn't watch them till uh, college. All right. Okay, yeah. yeah. I actually got them and started watching them because I started playing the Alien Isolation video game, which is a oh. incredibly terrifying horror game. Oh, really? So much fun. But yeah, that was freshman year, I believe. And so after we we played that, we were like, well, let's let's watch the movie and. It was just a really great experience all around. It, it doesn't seem like a movie from 1979, that's for sure. Oh, that's good. Um, it was really cool. Definitely a must-watch. All right. All right. Maybe I'll have to check those out as well. Yeah, Add probably. that to the list of a bajillion movies that I need to watch before I can actually be considered a movie critic. No, I understand. I'm not a movie <laughs> critic, so I'm not expecting to become one. <laughs> also, I just sneeze and my entire body hurts now. Also, I don't like the name Sigourney Weaver. I love Sigourney Weaver. No, the name. Sigourney, oh, yeah, it's a bad name. Sigourney, Sigourney, what is that? It probably means something, right? Like is she just, an alien? It is hurts that what you're to say. This? Yeah, oh, she's the main. Uh, the main. You know what character. I remember Sigourney Weaver from? Holes. Yeah, I was thinking you would say that. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always think Ghostbusters. I always think Finding Dory. Is she? Is she in it? Uh, because she's like the announcer of the. Oh, you're right. She is. The, aquarium place. yeah this is sigourney, sigourney weaver i just i don't know what she even says but then the whole movie it's like a trope that that she is that that, that dory's like sigourney weaver told us this or something <laughs> like that you know oh man her actual name is susan alexandra weaver and she'd pick sigourney yeah that's awful i, I don't know that's i was not aware of that so in other words it's not a real name so in other words her dad said susan oh how can we make sure you're not gonna have any problems with boys She's like, well, I could go by the name Sigourney. All right, sounds good. You know, you know for a fact she made that up, and now somewhere along this line of the earth, some parents have named their child Sigourney after her. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, it is sad. It's it's definitely like 
something that could if be I them. become famous, I'm going to I'm going to change my name to Toenail and see if any kids get named Toenail. <laughs> All right. See what happens. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. My number three. Uh, Noah, I'm also going to be in outer space for this one. Um, this is also kind of a passion pick, and I expect more flack for this one than the High School Musical one in when we get to the end of the show. My number three trilogy is the Star Wars prequels. Mm, one, two, and three. I knew you would. I love the Star Wars prequels. I don't care how bad people say they are. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I love the continuous action. I love Ewan McGregor. I love tons of Jedi just swinging their lightsabers around. Um, did... Uh, George Lucas have a strong hankering for CGI. Yes, he did, <laughs> but I don't care. Also, Jar Jar Binks doesn't bother me. So, like in my opinion, he's not a negative for this, mm. for the series, which I know he is for for yeah, me. Yeah, that's incorrect. He doesn't bother me though. <laughs> um, we have Pad Bay. Pad Bay. Mm. Positive. So I know that Perry hates the Phantom Menace. Yeah. I actually love watching the Phantom Menace. I don't know if I love the Phantom Menace, but I love watching the Phantom yeah, you Menace. Can just call me in the room when it's yeah. the last last half hour yeah yeah and um once again actually and i love attack of the clones i know that's super unpopular i know it's i know it's bad in fact i think it was way on the bottom of my star wars list Mm. but i also find it fun to watch i it's just you have the the arena fight oh the arena scene the everything that happens in the arena i am obsessed with so once again the last 30 minutes (laughs) yeah yeah and then episode three, Revenge of the Sith, probably one of my top five favorite movies of all time. And and his top favorite Star, Star Wars movie, if you yeah, guys watched the... Hot take. Yeah, that is I, I love take. that movie. Um, some fun facts. Leonardo DiCaprio turned down the part of Anakin. And we got, no! Hayden, and we got Hayden Christensen instead. Really? Or maybe he had <laughs> a... not going to ruin Maybe he had a... Yeah, he might have had a thought of, I don't see this going well. And after the Phantom Menace, you know, I've been like, I don't see this going well. I'm not going to take that shot. That's but, valid. That's valid. It, it could have easily turned out the same way because the writing was absolutely but a I think good it, portion of the problem. I mean, those series, that made Ewan McGregor more famous. Yeah. So... People do like Ewan McGregor. And then, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson can just do whatever he wants. <laughs> um, in episode two, Attack of the Clones, the scene where Anakin and Padme are in the droid factory trying to get to Obi-Wan. That scene was written the day it was filmed. Oh, neat. George Lucas was just like, we're doing this, and wrote it, and then they did it. <laughs> Sounds like George. Yep. And it's kind of an exciting sequence. I like it. I, I like that scene. That's one of my yeah. more liked scenes in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they cut a Count Dooku backstory, which makes me kind of sad, because I would have enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. I could. I could have used it. Yeah. I mean... There's rumor. There's like, I mean, Yoda calls this his Padawan. I would have loved to have seen what that would have been like. Love everything about the prequels. If someone called me and said, I'm going to watch Phantom Menace, I'll be like, I'm there. Me too. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, yeah. so out of those three movies, which one's your least favorite then? Least favorite is definitely Attack of the Clones. Just the cringy love scenes are t- too much for me. I can't stand it. <laughs> it's awful. But you get to um, look at Padme. <laughs> yeah <laughs> in traditional awful. naboo clothing it's so bad <laughs> i just can't stand the that whole movie. floating a pair across the table oh that was bad as, as like a as like a flex yeah I, yeah does this impress you my dear mm-hmm. let me float this pair over to you and if i was her, i'd be like i'm only, only a queen but it's fine <laughs> 
I mean, hesitant. The, the only real problems with Phantom Menace weren't really the movie itself. I mean, it was just some of the choices with like using CGI over practical effects. Right. And yeah, yeah. shoving yeah. Jar Jar Binks a little too much down our throats. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. But otherwise, if you fix those two things, I think it would easily be one of the better Star Wars movies. Yeah. I also think, and this might be a hot take too, I thought Natalie Portman was weak in Phantom Menace. What do you mean weak? I did not like the way she delivered her dialogue. She wasn't in a, a lot. She was in quite a bit. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I guess she does go with them to go get Anakin. But I will say, off Tatooine. I was hardcore shook when she called herself the queen to the leader of the Gungans the first time I watched it. <laughs> what do oh. you mean by shook? I was like, <gasps> no way. No. No. So, but yeah, love them. Right. And and once again, I am well aware that the original trilogy are better movies, mm-hmm. but I enjoy watching the prequels more, so I had to put them up higher. Okay, cool. Amen. Move on. Amen. So we have just done your number three, and we are moving on to my number three, which I'm going to have to apparently justify. Apparently. Oh, I am I am full on ready to attack you. And <laughs> no, right. Noah, I am enlisting you as my sidekick. My number three is Toy Story. Now, allow me to explain myself before you try to steal my my opportunity to talk um i believe that this is the andy trilogy toy story one two three the andy trilogy and it's not because like i think the toy story four could be titled woody and honestly make it the same exact movie titled woody the first three would be a trilogy and the fourth one would be a spin-off not really spin-off but like a continuation to me that story starts and then ends at the third movie. Everything that comes after in the fourth movie, which I still like, don't get me wrong, probably more than the the first movie maybe even, but everything that comes after that is just supplemental. Like it adds to the characters we know. It maybe gives us a little bit of a a, a taste of what is coming next from Woody, like he gets his happy ending. Uh, however, like I, I just think if you take that away, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't, you don't. It's not essential to their stories. So a little back uh, background on the Toy Story films. Uh, they're they were pretty much the first. The first Toy Story was the first ever feature length CG animated film made in 1995 by the biggest names in pixar all of them work together on toy story one and two john lasseter andrew stanton lee unkrich pete doctor all of them have directed their own pixar movies pete doctor is working on he's done multiple but he's i think he like inside out lee unkrich i believe did monsters inc possibly understand defying nemo so and this franchise is so successful it sparked eight plus shorts the Forky TV series and two holiday specials. The first movie was made on a $30 million budget, which is ridiculous by today's standards, $30 million. And it still holds steady as like as a solid movie, even though it was the first movie to ever do it. Unbelievable made 375 million. And then the, the second movie was made on 90 million made about 500 million. The third movie was made on 200 million. So mm. significantly bigger budget, but it was 12 years later. So I'm going to put that in perspective. Uh, and it made over a billion dollars. The biggest reason why the Toy Story trilogy is like so highly revered, though, I think, is how 
everybody agrees how great they are, I feel like. And Toy Story 1, 100% Rotten Tomatoes, 9.01 average rating. Toy Story 2, 100% Rotten Tomatoes with a 8.68 average rating. And then Toy Story 3 was 98% with about the same 8.87 average rating. So they're all super highly regarded. Toy Story 3 was the only one to win Best Picture. Do you know why that is, Wes? Because it didn't exist for the other two. Correct. It didn't exist till, till 2001. Otherwise, they absolutely would have won as well. Did they get nominated for like anything else? Uh, I'm they got nominated some for some other awards outside okay. of the Academy Awards, different different little awards. Um, also, Toy Story three was one of the three animated films ever nominated for Best, best picture, picture, not just Best Animated Picture. Uh, the other two were Beauty and the Beast and Up. So, Randy Newman's classic soundtrack. It's very recognizable. Everybody loves it. And it also sparked two great theme park rides. So I believe that the Andy story of these characters begins in the first movie, ends in the third movie. You get some supplemental information in the fourth movie, but the first three are a trilogy. Come at me. I think you did an okay job of justifying it and spinning it as the Andy trilogy, but like Andy's like not even involved in the third one. And the fourth, but, one, but wh- like, who, who is the focus on in the closing moments of Toy Story three, the toys, Andy is playing with the toys. The toys are not talking. They're not moving. Andy's playing with them with Bonnie and he gives them away. And that's, that's how it ends. Regardless, Perry, it's four movies. And who's yeah. the first person you see in the first movie? I actually don't remember, but I think it's Andy. I Andy understand. Playing with the toys. Your justification, yeah, I I I don't agree. Right, same. I can handle that. It's my show. (laughs) It's our show. (laughs) Moving on, my number three is Toy Story one, two, and three. And he is also wrong. And here's what's here's what's gonna make me more mad is Perry's gonna go through his honorable mentions of actual trilogies that didn't make his cut. Guys, is Toy Story one, two, and three a trilogy? At home, please let us know. That is not the question. The question is: Is Toy Story a trilogy? No, I'm saying is Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 a trilogy? Toy Story as a whole is obviously not because it has a fourth. Neither is Pirates of the Caribbean. I already used that. If I'm saying is Pirates of the Caribbean a trilogy, somebody could say, no, there's five movies. But I... All right, fine. 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 Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 is a trilogy. I'll take it. I will stand by it's not a trilogy, but I'll let you have whatever you want. I don't think it's a trilogy, but you can have it. (laughs) Yes, I need this. I need this today, guys. Don't worry. My 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 next two are absolutely trilogies. I sure hope there's so. no debate. All right. Uh, well, I mean, back to Noah with his second favorite trilogy. Yeah, we're down time. to the top two. Top two. Isn't that wack? All right. So this one was already mentioned, but my second favorite is Pirates. Mm. The first three Pirates. Nice. These were classics for me. I grew I grew up watching the first one just over and over and over. Uh, the first time I actually saw the first one was at a drive-in theater right after I had gotten my tonsils taken out. Nice. And it was, I think, 2006. I don't know. I was not 2006, 2003. That was when the movie came out, right? Yes, 2003, yes. Okay. So shortly after that, long enough for it to actually go to a drive-in theater. And I had just gotten my tonsils taken out. I was six years old. I remember sitting in the back of the, the truck with my dad watching this movie and Dang, I was, you watched a lot of adult movies as a six-year-old. I don't, I don't know. I, you have to talk to my parents about that one. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what they were thinking. I wasn't allowed to watch Revenge of the Sith till I was like 17. 
<laughs> I, I remembered I was having a bad day and my mom took me to Revenge of the Sith in the afternoon. It was delightful. You were probably like four. All right, go ahead, Noah, continue. Yeah, so it was just really great memory just sitting there back of the truck in the summer watching this movie. Uh, my throat was killing me. I was sucking down popsicles just to try to keep myself from crying while watching this movie, but it's one of the most memorable movie watching experiences. And ever since then, I've seen that movie dozens of times mm. i absolutely love it and then the, the following two are right up there with it absolutely great movies and uh, they're must watches for anybody um i think johnny depp did a fantastic job captain jack sparrow is just so much fun to watch and i really like captain barbosa too he's, oh, he's so good love he's barbosa. a great yeah it, it was great um i they're just such a big mark of my childhood that they have to be number two for me I am so glad that that Someone else somebody pirates. else has pirates on here because it justifies how great that they are having two out of the three of us. I assume I don't think Wes has it in his top two because <laughs> I think I know at least one of them that's going to be in his top two. So, yeah, that that's Pirates of the Caribbean, man. First yeah. movie is one of my top probably five movies of all time. I think, you know, of all of these trilogies, Pirates is definitely the funniest. Yeah, for sure. But it's got great right. action, too. Mm-hmm. Great action. Great funny comedy. great running <laughs> yes. incredible running his running <laughs> that's my favorite part the only person gosh. that runs funnier than tom cruise <laughs> oh my gosh all right it's my turn why is the rum gone why is the what why is the rum always gone oh my goodness perry's an alcoholic no um <laughs> is it my turn yeah all right yes it is number two number two the dark knight series all right. Absolutely love it. Christian Bale is the best Batman. 100%. By far. Uh-huh. By far. Heath Ledger delivers the greatest acting performance of all time. Just saying. Best Joker, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Not even close. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The first one, I hadn't seen it until maybe four months ago, maybe. Um, and... I loved it. I really did. Batman Begins. Oh, it was so cool. It what it what it was to me was the the stereotypical Batman of let's sleek around in a grimy city and take down bad guys. Loved it. The Dark Knight is probably like my second or third favorite superhero movie, maybe fourth. It's in the top five. Is it the, is it the top one that's not Marvel? Yeah. Okay. Definitely the top one that's not 100%. Marvel. Hundred percent. Um, and honestly, I just watch it to watch Heath Ledger's Joker. <laughs> it's so good. Um, <sighs> I miss him. And I then the third Heath. one. So for, I know we've talked about like weak links to me. The third one's the weak link. Interesting. Yeah. I don't really like Bane. Okay. Yeah. He bores me. You but, bore me. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, Christian Bale also does a great job. Um, a couple fun facts. This was dark. the first, first. Uh, it won the first Oscar for comic book movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. First, first comic book movie to ever win an Oscar. Yeah. That's an interesting fun fact. Yeah. I thought so too. For The Dark Knight, of course. Yes. Um, Heath Ledger got to direct a few scenes um, in The Dark Knight, which I like that a lot. Um, and I just wrote down once again, Heath Ledger. Wow. Big wow. Yeah. No arguments here. Yeah. N- another fun fact. The building that gets robbed in by jo- the by the joker in the dark knight 
That is the old post office building. And starting sometime in August, my company's actually moving into that building. So I'll actually be walking and working in that building every single day, which that's is insane. Awesome. We're coming to visit. That's a hundred percent hype. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I walk past it every day and I just you're, look at it. You're and I'm famous. Like, this is amazing. Yeah, dude. Noah, you're famous. Yeah. It, it's you, cool living in Chicago, seeing all the different areas that you see in the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. You mm-hmm. just see it and it's like, oh, this is I didn't realize, you know, this is where this was in the city. Nice. It's yeah. just really cool. That is that is awesome. Yes. So yes, dark night. Totally picture that scene right now. Dark might not dark might blah, blah, blah. dark might nizes. Dark night series trilogy. Is it called the Dark Knight trilogy? Is that the official? Yeah, name? or is you it called yes. that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. Cool, dude. My number two is the best animated trilogy ever, and it's How to Train Your Dragon. There it is. Crazy that I think. The best animated trilogy is not, is not Disney, but Disney makes incredible standalone films, and they really only have a couple trilogies in their entire catalog. All of the films, all three How to Train Your Dragons were nominated for Best Picture. Wow. John Powell's Wait, score. Wait, really? Like, like Best Picture? Like Big Time? Or best, best Animated Picture, oh, okay, excuse okay, me. Okay, best okay. Animated Feature. John Powell's score was nominated for Best Original Score for the first movie. Um, and it was definitely the strongest in the first one. And then they kind of just modified it for the second and the third. But still good. The first one's the most original, obviously, because right. it came out of nowhere. Uh, it sparked numerous short films and TV series. And TV series. Uh, I'm currently watching the TV series and it's getting good. It, it was very slow, but mm-hmm. the last couple seasons have been pretty solid. Uh, and that's where I learned that Hiccup's full name is Hiccup Horrendous Haddock. Oh my gosh. Did you know that? No. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I love this series. The first one was directed by Chris Sanders and Dean Dubois. Uh, Dean then took over for the next two with Chris serving in kind of an executive producer role as he was working on the crudes uh, uh, at the time the second one was being produced. Uh, but I do think the first and second are the strongest. Everybody pr- seems to agree the first is the best. Mm-hmm. I somewhat agree. It starts fairly slow and you have to really be introduced to these characters that I've now grown to really love and feel mm-hmm. attached to. And so for that reason, I can probably agree that it's the the best and the most important. But the second one is absolutely the most action packed and intense and um, the ups and the downs and the ebbs and the flows Mm -hmm. of the of the plot uh, are really almost like an epic movie. The third, the plot isn't quite as strong. They have to fit in a lot of things. They have to wrap up the franchise, but still keep it under like an hour 45. Mm -hmm. Um, So they, they the pacing struggles a little bit in the third movie. But the wrap up of the yes, trilogy yes. is so satisfying. Yes, it deserves no hate. Right. Oh, my gosh. What separate? I definitely have talked about how to train a dragon plenty on this show when mm-hmm. we, we did best animated non Disney and I got right. a chance to. I think we, we both were very excited. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just the fact that I get to watch Hiccup be this little tiny skinny boy that doesn't want to kill a dragon and, and then become the leader. Everybody grows, not just him, but he grows yeah. And everybody around him grows. And just going back and, and seeing that, and even in the, the the animated TV series now, it really feels like I'm seeing all of these characters' like lives mm-hmm. develop in front of me. So probably the one of the most franchises that I've become invested in the characters. But uh, yeah, they, they, they've uh, they've all been super successful with their their ratings. Ninety nine percent for the first one, wow. then ninety two and ninety one. They never made a ton of money though. About one point six billion for the whole trilogy. 
on about 439 million, which is criminal to me because the Minions movie made over a billion by itself. And that's stupid. And it's dumb. So worst movie yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. Get on that, people. Come on. The Minions movie. But yeah, uh, I, I don't think I have anything else to say that hasn't been said about How to Train a Dragon I mean, on the show. It's just, it's just good. It is great. It's good stuff. It is probably one of the few soundtracks that doesn't have any words that I listen to every right. once in a while, uh-huh. you know? Just watch it. Great study Noah, music. Watch it, please. Oh, please watch it's, it. <laughs> it's on my list. It's on my list. <laughs> and I love soundtracks that don't have vocals or lyrics mm-hmm. or any sort of that. Yeah. I like vocals if it's like kind of like choir type vocals yep. but just i love the the scenery that gets pictured by just having just music with nothing mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. i i love those type of soundtracks so i definitely yeah. would be down for that the viking theming too it's just a great use of it like the nordic and the yeah, yeah i don't know it's fantastic yeah it is fantastic fantastic impeccable impeccable indubitably inconceivable <laughs> Dang it. all right all right should we do a recap we try to be recap. Yeah, we'll do a little recap before we get to our number ones. Yes, because this is the which this, I think I am. Oh, I'm gonna have a good guess of what all of our number ones are at this point. I'm. I don't know. Uh, so my five was Mission Impossible four, five, and six, the second trilogy, I should say. And my number four was Pirates of the Caribbean original original trilogy, Toy Story th- one through three, and then How to Train Your Dragon, the trilogy. So in other words, Perry made up three trilogies and then picked one for number two. You're a punk, you know that? I'm also <laughs> correct. <laughs> I'm listening because I can count numbers. I can decide what's a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, that was my Jeremy. My voice. my my first four that I picked. Number five was How to Train Your Dragon. Number four, High School Musical. Three, the Star Wars prequels. And two, the Dark Knight trilogy. All right, man. The four I have, uh, Jurassic Park was my number five. Uh, Fast and Furious, one through three for my number four. The original three alien movies. And Pirates of the Caribbean, one through three. And then you just want me to go straight into my number one? Go for it. Drum roll, please. All right. So I'm sure this is a lot of people's. The original Star Wars trilogy. I'm not sure there's much that needs to be said for it. But it's one of the greatest trilogies of all time. Any single movie can stand out on their own as a fantastic movie. If you just look at that movie, separate it from any of the others in the trilogy, it's a top 10 movie on its own. And then when you factor in that all three of them are like that, I mean, there's just nothing else that can make a number one for me. Uh, it's just incredible. They, my entire childhood, my entire childhood was just Star Wars. I live, breathe, and eight star Wars day in and day out. And the original trilogy is just, it's incredible. The lore, the setting, the movies themselves, the cinematography, special effects, everything is fantastic. I'm not sure that there's any other movies uh, that have been able to execute at this high of a level for a single trilogy, let alone three trilogies. Um, So this is definitely my number one. All right. Love that. Love yeah. that. Tough to argue with the uh, the original Star Wars. For sure. The only reason that people argue about the current Star Wars is because, is of, the, because of the original Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm, good stuff. Good stuff. Good show. Good yeah. show. Is I, I'm curious, what is your favorite all-time Star Wars movie? Has to be Empire Strikes Back. Thank you. Yeah. It's no further question. <laughs> <laughs> Very Not needed. 
Barry's just saying that because he did, the two guys in here did not pick that. Because you both yeah. had it like you both had it like four or something or God. three. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I was saddened Man. by that episode. Oh, sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I will clarify again. That I and I know I said it in the episode. I do think it is the best movie, but I have a little more. Um, right. A little more nostalgia factor, movie watching experience with what I picked as number one. So, yeah, Wes, go ahead. All right. Well, my number one, ladies and gents, is the best trilogy of all time. And that is Lord of the Rings. Wes, do you actually, let me just ask you. Do I actually believe so? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, Barry, I do. Your girlfriend would literally murder someone who said Lord of the Rings is not the best trilogy of all time. So Perry, I, I, here's, me and me and Noah are both going to have to go into witness protection. Here program. is the reason <laughs> that Lord, why Lord of the Rings is the best trilogy of all time. Okay. I did it. I did the marathon. I did all three movies in one day. And you know what it felt like? One movie. Uh, 11 hour movie? It is the best put together cohesive unit of a trilogy of a series of movies ever. <laughs> I'm literally gonna lose all credibility for saying this, but I don't actually like Lord of the Rings all that much. Um, see, see, I I hear it, that sometimes, but like that's yeah, some I'm people saying, don't like fantasy. When you say it's perfect, no, I like, like fantasy. I just don't like Lord of the Rings. I don't know what it is. It <laughs> as as a trilogy, try. it is put together perfectly. I would say it's superbly written. Yes, it has great characters and looks phenomenal. But for some reason. It is kind of a hit or miss with people. Well, you know what I mean? You know what's not a hit or miss, Perry? Return of the King having 11 Oscar nominations and winning all oh, of that's them. That's valid. That is valid. Um, yeah. All And here's why it's such a good cohesive unit. All of the movies were shot at the same time. Like. Were they? Yeah. It that was makes sense. Complete run through. Um, I will say I hate Gollum. I would rather look at Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Gollum freaks me out. Precious. Hate it. Yeah, I can't but even make the Lord of the Rings, bar none, not even close. Well, you can't argue with the reviews either. Uh 91, 95, 93%, all of them with about 8.2 to 8.7 in like average rating. So, people do like them, but I do think that some there are mm, mm, there is a group that is like just doesn't get it, which the, you know, I don't know. I do like them, though. I, I understand why they're great movies. And like, objectively, they're great movies. I just don't enjoy watching them. I, part I of that is because of is. how much of a commitment it is to that, sit down. That is and watch a big them. part of it. That is absolutely part of it. Because but if you're willing to make it, it's phenomenal. I have some fun facts. Do you want to hear them? Sure. Cool. Because I wrote them down. Andy Serkis, a.k.a. Gollum, had to drink this weird concoction called Gollum juice because making the voice hurt his throat so much. <laughs> My and secret stuff. Vigo Mortensen, a.k.a. Aragorn. Um, Vigo. All right. Vigo Mortensen. He likes to remain in character, so he would walk around New Zealand in his costume, sword on belt, and he got the cops called on him once. Legendary. Yeah. All right. I like that. No. He's my, that's my number one now. Yeah, it should be. Just kidding. It better not be what I th- if it if you pick something. <laughs> let's yeah, just go on. It's your turn, Perry. I'm right. You're wrong. Hold on. Regardless of what you something pick. that would be hilarious to pick. Are you gonna go pick a new trilogy <laughs> right now? <laughs> uh, I pick cars. No, no, <laughs> that would be awful. 
No, my number one trilogy of all time, Wes, is the Dark Knight trilogy. Okay. Is okay. the Dark Knight trilogy. Okay, yeah, good. So I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna pick the Hobbit and then that oh, was gonna be no, dangerous. I would, him, I would I would run away and never talk to <laughs> Hallie ever again because she would literally murder you me. You shouldn't talk to society ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Now the Dark Knight trilogy. This was actually not 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 close for me. It was easy. Mm-hmm. Um, while I do think the Batman Begins is kind of a, I mean it's it's definitely the low point for me. You said Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. is the low point for you. Batman Begins is a, is kind of a, a slow um, a slow origin that we needed, but we didn't really want because you know Batman. He's not an unknown character. Christopher Nolan, though, <laughs> that man an is my man. I mentioned last week, favorite director of all time. And 100%. The, the fact that he made a, a Batman trilogy, like this was just destined to be one of my favorite things ever made. Loaded cast, Christian Bale, Gary Oldman, Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman, Heath Ledger, Rip Heath Ledger. You're amazing. This trilogy would not have been the same without you. Amen. You also can't hear me right now. Anne Hathaway. Katie Holmes, Aaron Eckert, two face. Yeah, it was just loaded start to finish. Really, really good. Dark Knight was actually not my favorite for a long time. Wow. Of the three. The the Bat- really? uh, Dark Knight Rises was my favorite for a long time until probably a couple years ago when I went back and watched them all again. And I've even gone back and watched them all again after that. But uh, <laughs> Dark Knight's the best one for sure. For sure. Dark Knight Rises, though, I think is, is is slept on. It's a very, very good movie. Very quality movie. Yeah. You get to see uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who I didn't even mention. Oh, he's, love JGL. He's really good, and they kind of tease that he's the Robin in that. Yeah, and then and Hathaway's really good in that. Yeah. Um, and then, but that, like, the Dark Knight Rises, another thing that is so good about it is the redemption. That mm. he gets, he comes out of the shadows. He's broken by Bane. He's humbled, and he has to, re- he has to, find redemption and save his city out of just pure grit. He doesn't care what's going to happen to him. He thinks he's going to die. Everybody thinks he's going to die. He like in great ending to the franchise, mm-hmm. but yeah, the dark Knight's the best one. Uh, just because everybody knows that dark Knight, one of my top five favorite movies of all time, probably yeah, too. too, man. I feel like yeah. I shouldn't just be spoiling movies that are in my top five movies. Yeah, of all time. Yeah. Eventually you're going to have that. like 50 of those. <laughs> yeah. Christopher Nolan's a genius. My top five movie or my top three movies are all Christopher Nolan movies. And that's interstellar inception and the prestige. Yeah. Wow. Just, yeah. He has incredible genius. movies. He's all an absolute genius. All incredible movies. If only, if only DC would have just given Christopher Nolan the reins for everything. <laughs> if only. Yeah, or just every movie ever was made by Christopher Nolan. That'd yeah, be great. we do that too. Yeah. Doolittle, Doolittle could have been made by Christopher Nolan, and it would have not <laughs> sucked. Just kidding. That was probably way under his pay grade. <laughs> but uh, all of the movies were highly regarded, 84, 94, 87% Rotten Tomatoes, and the, the latter two both made a billion, so... Wow. No complaints there. Wow. A lot of movies we've mentioned, they've made a billion. <laughs> Just kind of the number, though. There's only been like 50 movies ever to make a billion. Well, so. I, I think that that's probably part of being part of a trilogy is you have hype leading into well, it. And yeah, that's so. what that's what compels you to make more movies, too. Right. So is the fact that they're making money. The Dark Knight, my number one trilogy of all time. And I'm kind of glad that I went last because I can roll right into explaining movies that are in my honorable mentions that yeah your fat list that you're probably gonna have uh i kind of made an honorable honorable mentions list that rounds out my top 10 so my six would be the star wars originals 
I really thought about putting that in there. It was really tough not to. Um, but I have some recency bias, I think, mm-hmm. and that's why I went with Mission Impossible. Those last two Mission Impossible movies have been so good, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I went with that. Lord of the Rings, number seven. I do really like Lord of the Rings, and I can acknowledge how great it is. But this wasn't as close to actually making my list, I don't think. Back to the Future, number eight, really solid. Don't like it. Trilogy. Even the, the second and the third, I think, are really pretty good. I don't like you know what I mean? They are. You don't like any of them, Wes? No. I don't like Marty McFly. I think he's annoying. <sighs> okay. It's a great right. series. And the Dude, prof- Michael J. Fox, man. The Professor guy also, I don't like him either. Yeah. I just, Doc? Doc I just Brown? I just don't oh, get it. Come on. I just don't get it. I don't like it. My number nine. It's a classic. Sh- Shrek. <laughs> you mean the, the, another set of movies? Now <laughs> movies. This one uh, was was uh, squeaked in. I'd say. I mean, like the the, the last two. My tenth is Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> because uh, and, and so here's the thing. Shrek, the first movie and the second movie are both really really solid. Some of the best animated movies out there. Third movie I think sucks, but first and the second make up for it. And so I put there at number nine. Kung Fu Panda. They're all kind of solid, surprisingly. They definitely get worse as they go, but they're all surprisingly not bad. Fun, lighthearted, make you laugh out loud. Nobody's going to really get into the Kung Fu Panda movies all that much. Nobody on Earth probably says it's their favorite trilogy. Ball Jack time. Black probably does. But <laughs> but I like it. And I also put it number 10 just to spite a specific trilogy, which was the Star Wars sequels. <laughs> <laughs> I would have absolutely had that uh, somewhere on my list had Rise of Skywalker not made me mad currently. I, I may get over it a little bit at some point, but currently I'm mad. So, wow. Yep. There we go. No, any, any honorable mentions for you guys? No, you got any? Yeah. So I don't have any of these in like a particular order, but a few of them would be uh, the Dark Knight trilogy for sure. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Back to the Future. Classic movies. I didn't actually watch them until last year two years ago i don't remember uh, my roommate made me watch them and mm-hmm. i'm glad he did because they are fantastic and then indiana jones another classic uh, everybody needs to see indiana jones at least once i did think about indiana jones yeah. but i but the reason i didn't include it is because I, I found out that i have not seen the third one. Oh wow yeah which i thought i had really? but now i need to go see but in reality was it the fourth one that you yes saw? it was the fourth wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gosh, well, I, only, I only yeah. have one Honorable mention, the original Spider-Man trilogy. With, Thank you for for taking that out for How to Train Your Dragon. With the second you. best Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. Third, um, third, third best Spider-Man. The second best. <laughs> Andrew Garfield is trash. Actually, fourth. Fourth best Spider-Man, Miles Morales. <laughs> You're dumb. You're so stupid. <laughs> um, if you don't like Tobey Maguire, you can really hate him now after you hear this statement. Actors that were considered for the role of Peter Parker. Heath Ledger and Ewan McGregor. Oh, oh. Um, this the actual idea of the Spider-Man movie started in 1985. It took 17 years for it to actually wow. end up coming to fruition. Sounds a lot like Phineas and Ferb. Um, James Cameron almost took the idea of Spider-Man and ran with it by himself, and then he went and did Titanic. Mm. Well, so, he probably chose right. Yeah, he probably chose right. Titanic is legendary. Yeah, so. Love it. I'll, once again, third movie, bad. I agree. But I love yeah. the, But I love the first two. I love the Green Goblin. I love Doc Ock. Tobey Maguire is so bad, though. He's, so, it's just, he's, Noah, he's a horrible actor. No, Tobey Maguire is an incredible Peter Parker. Now, the trilogy deserves a little mm-hmm. love because it was 
the the first pretty much pretty much the first comic book movie or at least spider-man i guess you had the old batmans but those were eh. and so we got the the 2002 i believe it was mm-hmm. yes uh original spider-man movie though toby Maguire is bad in all the movies uh the trilogy still was kind of, kind of paved the way for Look, first Marvel. To if you success, don't right? have Tobey Maguire, you don't have Tom Holland. You're oh, probably absolutely. not wrong. I'm not wrong. But Andrew Garfield is a great worse. actor. The, we're Spider-Man. Maybe, maybe according to our vote, we did more people think that I was right in saying Andrew Garfield. They just think he's attractive because he is. So it's time to talk about the Bantra movie club movie of the week. And it was perks of being a wallflower this past week no did you watch it with us i did i watched it this morning hey <laughs> so do <did> we <laughs> <laughs> all right well i guess maybe i'll get started here by qu- giving a, a quick synopsis that i read from letterboxd <laughs> yeah i'd never heard of this movie uh, until you mentioned it and i'm glad we actually watched it uh, it's a good movie yeah wes uh wes was the one who put it in um he so so this movie is directed by stephen chubb Chosky. Uh, it's about 15 year old freshman. Charlie is a wallflower, always watching life from the sidelines until two charismatic senior students become his mentors. Free spirited Sam and her stepbrother, Patrick help Charlie discover the joys of friendship, first love music, and more while a teacher sparks Charlie's dreams of becoming a writer. Noah, what, what kind of was your first impressions of watching it? Uh, I, on, on the surface, it's a pretty feel-good movie. It's your typical like coming-of-age teenage drama. But if you actually kind of go deeper, it, there's a lot uh, darker, more serious themes to it. And mm-hmm. it's not your typical like cliche teenage drama coming-of-age story. It's not yeah. really cheesy. It's definitely lighthearted. But if you look past that like kind of thin veil of it, it, it gets pretty deep and... It was it was interesting because I thought at first it was pretty feel good. I I was waiting for something really bad and dramatic and sad to happen. It just seemed like the movie was kind of setting up for something like that, uh, just building to it. And then eventually it kind of kind of eased up and was just like, okay, maybe nothing bad's actually going to happen. But overall, it was it was pretty good. Um, I, I thought it was pretty interesting just to see his repressed memories of the. Uh, sexual abuse that he faced from his aunt and how like the whole movie you're kind of seeing like how sad he is, how distraught he is from the death of his aunt. And then as like the movie goes on, it's kind of you realize as well as he realizes that uh, the memories of his aunt are not as good as he once thought they were. And I thought that was a pretty kind of heavy and deep like realization there at the end of the movie. And it was just kind of like, it's pretty powerful, but overall, it's just a it's just a fun movie. Yeah, it was. It was real. It, like you said, it was pretty happy go lucky for most of it, and then it just got real dark real fast. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but for sure. I liked it. I I'd heard a lot of hype about it before. Like it was kind of the Fault in Our Stars. For the Fault in Our Stars was cool. Yeah. Uh, Perry and I like we're making we're cracking a few jokes here and there, like. High school isn't like this, or everyone's like, "Oh wait, no, high school is just like that." <laughs> yeah, um, it was but, a little on again, off again. Like, there's parts where I was like, eh, and then there's other parts where I'm like, "Wow, this is really good." What yeah. they just did, so. yeah, like all of his friends were seniors, and Perry and I were like, "That that doesn't happen." <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the fact that he's 15 and they're 18, 
but he seems every bit as mature as them. I feel like right. That was one thing that was an issue. But like I don't know, he's on the, on the sidelines. I guess so maybe he could. I don't know. One of the other things was he goes to a football game by himself, and I leaned over to pair him like that would it never happen. happen. That doesn't happen. <laughs> no, but eh, they made it work. I they mean, made it work. Emma Watson was good. Well, oh gosh, dang, who's the guy that plays the Flash? Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. I liked him a lot. He was my favorite character. Hilarious. Um, tackled. They tackled some dark issues. They did. Um, they, they did. Like tackle, not tackle just mental issues. illness and sexual abuse, like other mm-hmm. stuff too. And it was good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually with you. Uh, I I mean, so personally, these aren't the types of movies that I typically enjoy and like to watch for fun. But it, it wasn't. I think. I think it was a movie that like was necessary and, and mm-hmm. a really solid uh, storyline. And Ezra Miller was really good. Mm-hmm. He was also my favorite character with his, his being uh, Patrick, the older brother to Sam, Sam being Emma Watson's character who uh, our main character, Charlie, Charlie was like enthralled with Sam big time, big time. And so going through that, you could see like him like dealing with like, I've got, I want her to be happy and she doesn't, you know, want to be with me right, right now, like, like or whatever. Se- senior like, freshman, she's leaving. Yes. I shouldn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. I should just be quiet because she she doesn't want me to, you know, do this or whatever. Um, it was okay how they did that. Uh, There's some some kind of things that I was like not super excited about that happened with their relationship. Yeah, that just kind of made me stick out my tongue and be like, eh, yeah. you know. But yeah. all in all, I, I didn't dislike it. I thought I, I was worried. I thought it was going to be weird, uh, and I thought I was not going to enjoy it, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, not too bad. Not yeah. too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought the scenes of the Rocky Mountain Horror Show were really weird. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Perry, a little bit. Perry didn't know what Rocky Horror was. And I had <laughs> well, to explain it to him. I didn't know either. So I read an what? article. What? Yeah. I didn't realize like that this was something that actually happened. and was kind of like a cult classic thing. Yeah. Where people would mu- actually go and perform at the theaters. Yeah. It was a it was a musical and then it was a movie and then it just became this thing. But like I don't I don't fully understand why they all like what this had to do with anything, why they were all in a part of it. Because they were the weird kids. Yeah, but they never really talked about it outside of it. It was a little strange. It just kind of know what it was. It was just thrown at you. Yeah, it just kind of happened. And I'm like, wait, well, we Patrick, I mean, this that's Patrick. Okay, and then it happened again. I'm like, they never talk about the show that they're in. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Perry was like, why is Patrick dressed like that? I'm like, that's the show. I'm like, he's like, what? What show? <laughs> yeah. Whatevs. But anyway, the way we are going to be rating these movies is on the hot rod scale of rating movies and essentially one to five. Number five being a straight up party because I'm red and I like to party. A four would be a movie that is cool beans. Three would be a movie you can scrape the joy out of. <laughs> and two is unlegit. One that movie is the devil. You're the devil! Have fun being married to Satan! So, Noah, without further ado, where would you rate Perks of Being a Wallflower on the Hot Rod scale of rating movies? I give it a Cool Beans. So, Cool Beans? Cool Beans. I think it was cool good. Beans. Definitely, Definitely very watchable. And I'm kind of a, a sucker for feel-good movies like this. Something where it doesn't take a lot of like mental investment into it, where you can just sit back, relax, and just watch and have a good time. And for that, I, I give it a cool beans. It's just a good thing to sit back and just watch and have fun. And if you want to, you can take a deeper dive into it and actually analyze or look into some of the darker themes of it. But 
it, it's a good movie for anybody, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm also on the Cool Beans grind, Perry. Yeah, cool Beans. I'm a Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Yeah, I was interested. I didn't know if you were going to have it uh, on the top, but just not no. quite in the elite. Oh, that's going to have to be something special. Something special? Probably like Super Babies. Someday we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I'm. Uh, I think it's a movie you can scrape the joy out of. The life is pain, and we gotta scrape the joy out of it every chance we get. Um, uh, Perry I didn't the, Perry the. Critic. I'm not rounding out the cool beans. Unfortunately, I thought about it. I was right on the edge, but I, I, I. The reason I probably won't watch it again, and ah. and that's why if I, if I think I would watch it again, I would have definitely given it a cool beans. Gotcha. But rewatchability factor is low. But you can scrape the joy out of it the the, the first time you watch it yeah. for sure. Cool. Well, that that is all for today. Uh, Next week, we have an exciting episode for all of you listeners out there. We're going to have, we'll call him legend. I think we called him this last week. Legendary Disney Mm -hmm. animator, Tom Bancroft, creator of Mushu, Mm -hmm. and he's animated for countless Pocahontas, Lion King, countless Disney movies and other other. He's kind of a big deal. He's also a podcaster. And he also has a podcast, the Bancroft Brothers Podcast. Really good show. He's going to be on. We're going to be chatting with him a little bit about about his career and about some of the stuff he's working on now. So tune in for sure. Noah, do you know how to help us uh, sign out our episodes? I do. All right. Well, we're going to have you start and give us a stay hungry for us. All right. Sounds good. Stay hungry. Stay humble. And stay hydrated. Stay hydrated.